Hi, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, with a podcast review of the 4K ultra-high-definition version of The Dark Knight Rises. I'm a longtime Christopher Nolan fan. I actually checked out his no-budget original feature, Following, which is a pretty good little film noir made with absolutely no money. And then things like Memento and Insomnia, which was a remake, um... That got me into it, but then, of course, Batman Begins and his career took off. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, re-watching it now in 4K, I'll get to the qualities of the 4K in a minute. The movie is arguably his weakest film. It A lot of the movie just didn't work for me, and this is not coming from a Batman fan who was disappointed with Bane or disappointed with there wasn't a whole lot of Batman in the movie or etc. There's just things in the movie that didn't exactly work. I think Tom Hardy is one of our best actors these days, and it didn't even look like he was talking when he was talking. And it's a very interesting voice that he chose or they chose to give Bane and he executes it very well. I mean, he stays in character the entire movie, but I don't think it works for the character. But I guess when you already have a growly, mumbling Batman, you can't have a growling, mumbling Bane. I just, the voice didn't go with the character, someone who was raised in this prison of hell. And and some of the plot twists didn't exactly work. I thought Catwoman really... Other than her, and sorry, there's spoilers, but this is a 2012 movie. She pops up at the end and blows Bane away. That really is her biggest thing in the movie. She has a semi-romance kind of with Bruce Wayne, but I thought Anne Hathaway did a great job with what she had. But if you cut her out of the movie, you'd cut 30 to 40 minutes out of the movie, and the movie would be a lot more digestible. Um, Because, like I said, the, the, the only real plot point she had to be in the movie for was saving Batman at the end. The other problem I have with the movie is Batman is getting his ass kicked in almost every scene. <laughs> he he He's running away in that first scene, and in the other two, I'm talking about the scenes where he's actually dressed up as Batman, he gets his butt kicked by Bane, and then in the end, he he's winning, but then doesn't win and has to be saved by Catwoman. I don't think this was the Batman that a lot of people wanted to see. And as a a fringe fan of the character, it's not the Batman that I wanted to see. I know what Christopher Nolan was doing. He's a flawed hero to begin with. But I just thought, in a movie that is two hours and 45 minutes long, you really only get to see Batman in costume three times. He's saving the day with the plane more than anything else, and he gets his butt kicked in all the other scenes. Um, that being said, there's a lot I like about the movie. It's a it's a beautifully shot film. It, it The set pieces are incredible. There is a lot of IMAX footage, which I'll get to in a second. Um, the, the epic scenes of destruction are realistic as hell, and... I think Bane is a good bad guy. Take the voice out of it. He's still, you know, the things he was up to, the things he did, the things he outsmarted people with. That opening scene on the plane filmed in IMAX is just jaw-dropping. But a lot of the movie, there's just not a whole lot of dramatic tension until the last 20 or 30 minutes when they're trying to save Gotham from the bomb. It There's just a lot that just happens. The movie just unfolds. And it didn't have the drive of the previous two Batman movies, which always seem to be building tension as they go along. Maybe I missed something, but like I said, I was watching this again, and 
liked it better this time. I don't want to say I hate the movie. It it is a good part of that trilogy. It's the weakest part of the trilogy, but the Dark Knight trilogy that Christopher Nolan did are arguably the best superhero movies up until Joker got made. And Joker's on a different level. It's more artistically dramatic than a big superhero film. But the Dark Knight trilogy stands the test of time as really well-made Batman movies. And I have my fingers crossed for the new Pattison version of Batman, but everything I've read about it, I'm, I'm just cautiously optimistic. I felt the same thing about Joker. I really wasn't excited to see that movie, and it turned out much better than I expected. So hopefully the new Batman turns out much better than I expect, but I'm not, I don't have really high hopes for this upcoming Batman film. I hope DC's learned a few things and they get it right. But anyway, The Dark Knight Rises, to me, just doesn't completely work. It was entertaining. I enjoyed the two hours and 45 minutes. I didn't pause it. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't walk out and walk the dogs in the middle of it. I, I was I was glued to the set and riveted by it, but more from a filmmaking standpoint than a dramatic standpoint. Christopher Nolan makes well-crafted films that look absolutely real. Dark Knight Rises just didn't completely work, and I don't know it's hard to put a finger on everything that didn't work in it, but it is not as brilliant as The Dark Knight, and it's not as great as Batman Begins. But again, I didn't hate the movie. I'm pointing out the negatives because this is a movie that was made for 250 to $300 million and grossed a billion dollars. So a lot of people liked it. It was a big hit, and it does hold up as a good superhero movie. It, it's just far below the previous film. The Dark Knight, right? Uh, the Dark Knight is just well paced, well acted, well. Ev- I mean, everything about it was just—it was really well done as an adult version of a Batman superhero movie. So to talk about the 4K, like the other two, all of Christopher Nolan's movies, Warner Brothers went back to the original negatives and scanned them in 4K, and they look fantastic. Very filmic, very. There's great contrast. There's no black crushing. I mean, really well done. And this movie has more IMAX footage than the previous two. Batman Begins was the first major motion picture to incorporate IMAX footage. The Dark Knight had more. The Dark Knight Rises, it felt like almost half the movie was IMAX. It wasn't, but that's what it felt like because the opening plane scene, the stadium scene, the big destruction scenes, Batman on top of a building scenes, the last 30 minutes, they were all IMAX filmed and look incredible in 4K. I thought the soundtrack was good. None of these movies got Dolby Atmos upgrades, but the DTS HD is is quite good. Uh, has the appropriate thumps and bumps and, and surround sound effects. I thought Dark Knight was a little better than Dark Knight Rises, but maybe that was just because I liked the movie better. Um, all in all, all 4K upgrades for these Dark Knight movies are worth the money. I picked them up cheap on Black Friday, but really, if you're a fan of these films, like I've said in previous podcasts, I am not upgrading my entire library to 4K. Most of my Blu-rays look great up converted to 4K, and really, I don't need to invest. But if there is a significant upgrade with the HDR, if there is a significant upgrade in the soundtrack, I will upgrade. And like the Star Trek, like the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, the Dark Knight movies really benefit from 4K and look much better than the Blu-ray counterparts. So very, very high marks 
for The Dark Knight Rises on 4K. Check it out if you get a chance and you're a fan of these movies. They're really good. The Dark Knight gets my highest rating. Batman Begins, a hair under. And The Dark Knight Rises, a couple of hairs under. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to an older movie podcast. I've got a couple more because I watched some movies over the weekend and didn't have time to do podcasts for you. So get ready. There's a couple more coming today. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. That really helps with the future plans I have to move to YouTube and things like that. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you.